We are good to be back with you here. It is the New York Red Bulls Radio Network. It's our monthly coaches podcast. I'm Matt Harmon in New Jersey. Head coach Chris Armas down inside the bubble in Orlando. The MLS is back tournament kicking off for New York this coming weekend. And right out of the gate, it will be New York against their very familiar rival, Atlanta United. Coach, I say a uh, very good afternoon. Hope all is well. It is uh, always good to see you and always good to talk again about soccer as the tournament gets itself back up and going. Yeah, we, we, it's taken a while to get to this point, to have these conversations that are days away from kickoff. Um, there's been so many things uh, in between our last one, but for so many reasons, we're excited to be back um, in preparation for Atlanta on the weekend. Um, most importantly, uh, of course, the league getting back going, but people are healthy. Uh, sense of normalcy in many ways within still a uh, a little bit of a, a uncertain time but we, we would we're hoping to bring a lot of joy and, and um, entertainment for, for our, our fans and soccer fans around the country um, I think it's much needed and um, we'll be we'll be thrilled to, to give that back you know, we'll talk about the games and how training and stuff is going, but I, I think, quite honestly, one of the more interesting parts of this is is what is it like where you guys are staying? Um, as we say, inside the bubble, when you go to training, you come back, you have meals, you jump in the elevator, all the things that we take for granted when we just stay at a normal hotel or, in this case, resort, um, which now might seem a, a little bit strange just doing everyday things. You know, as soon as you start to feel like things are very normal and you're reminded of those daily, you get out to training, it feels very normal. You, you're coaching, the players are playing, everyone's enjoying themselves. Um, but then you, right when training's done, literally you're walking towards the bus, you're hand sanitizing, you're putting the mask back on. It starts, you get reminded along the way. You get back to the hotel Maybe the N95 mask goes back on underneath the other mask, and now you get back to the hotel, you, you go right back to your room. And so it just goes up and down in terms of maybe us getting comfortable with the new normal, which that's what it is right now, still in the pandemic, still here in Florida where the, the cases are high and all that. But, you know, the best part about it, um, Matt, is that, Within our team for the last four months, we've, we've really done a nice job, our organization and, our, and the players and the staff of taking the, the, the precautions, adhering to them, being diligent. We haven't had cases, you know, thankfully, but I think it's, it's because we're, we've taken the whole thing very, very seriously and, and now we're doing the same. So that gives us a certain comfort level here, but that's, there, there is the up and down and the, uh, a little bit of some uneasiness um, with the whole thing. No, I was just going to ask you that. Just from the, the human standpoint, you know, take yourself, for example. Your wife is home. Your kids are home. Uh, some of the players have that same situation, whether it's wives, girlfriends, kids, family members who might be close by. There has to be just a, a small level, not, not of excitement because everyone's excited to get back to playing, but the other side of it, a small level of trepidation, I think is a good word because because of the situation, because you're removing yourself um, from what's been the last couple of months of being home all the time, 
with your family, with your loved ones, around the people that you know. Um, now, all of a sudden, you're, you're down in Florida for anywhere from a month to hopefully in the Red Bulls case, more like six weeks because you're playing in the final of the tournament. Um, just the mood overall between the staff and the players about removing themselves from their home situation. It, it's what we've been reminded in this time, all these months is that everyone involved are, are people first. And with our team, we are a young team. And of course it suits our style of play of high energy and intensity and playing fast. But with young players, you know, comes a, a little bit of a challenge at times. Um, you know, some of it's education on what's going on in the world these days, lots of things. Um, you know, and and part of it is, uh, yeah, with young players like Kaku leaving his family and um, you, if you went around the horn a little bit, yeah, I mean, uh, Aaron Long, his uh, daughter now, you know, Elise just had a baby with him and, and it's, that's not easy for Aaron Long. So there's a the real life part of this that we're all there for each other there. We're, we're giving a little advice about, uh, you know, as as a young dad, what those phone calls need to sound like when you call when you call mom on the way, you know, like there's these little things that that is part of um, life is is the most important thing here. So, but with with all that being said, we do see that there's a, an excitement. We're not harping so much, you know, um, on some of those anxious moments. We have to manage that and help players through that and help staff through that. But the other side of it, that there is a real excitement for our players, the young players too. Um, and although everyone deals with it, with it a certain way, it's true. Everybody does. And that's case by case, uh, what, how they manage this time. There's a large sense from our, our young players that they, they can't wait to get going. So Hard to – yeah. Hard probably to ignore it, and we don't have to spend a ton of time on it, but as you read the things that involve NFC Dallas, some of the other players on different teams maybe dealing with the coronavirus situation, um, you, you just talking about how tight-knit this group has been and how the organization has handled it over the last couple of months, um, it, it does make you maybe feel a little bit more secure knowing that you've been able to kind of take care of it up until this point. Uh, but as you see the tournament, you know, start to get ready to get off the ground this week. Um, is there a level of nervousness that, that somehow this, this tournament may unravel before it even gets going? Not in our camp. You know, again, you said it before our organization, Mark de Grand Prix, uh, Kevin and Dennis, you know, they, from the top, they've really lived by what they said initially, like on day one of, of months ago, let's take care of the people. Safety first in all that we do, let's take care of the people. And, and then they took care of the people. And that means taking care of the front office, taking care of um, the grounds crew and taking care of the players. And they've done that. They've put that above, far above all. So now we come down here, we come down here healthy and there's things going around, but we, we talk about the controllables, the things that we can have an influence on and let's make sure we do well with all of that. So it's just the, the, just the, the being mindful, the social distancing, the hand-washing, the masks, you know, this is really important. Um, inevitably you hear, you know, you hear the little cases, what happened with Dallas, it's a still a, a, 
a very contagious virus that we have to respect that, yeah, and, and, and stick to it. Um, but at the same time, uh, we, we do feel, yeah, we feel we're strong right now. And guys, the buzz around the team right now is uh, we're, we're talking about Atlanta a lot. We're excited for the weekend. The training has been good. The weather has been fine for us in the morning. So we're, we're, we're trying to stick to a normal routine, uh, Matt. And it's, I think it feels like that in many ways, but the new normal is, is real for sure. Saturday, July 11th, it will be New York squaring off against Atlanta United. You've got that 8 o'clock uh, kickoff slot. Um, when you think of it the way that the schedule came out for you guys, you've got Atlanta, Columbus, Cincinnati. You've got the one late game, uh, the 10.30 start time. So the 8 o'clock games, I think everybody can manage, right? But, but from a perspective of if, if, you, if you were playing at 9 o'clock, and I'm sure you've, you've talked to or, or had some sort of dialogue with coaches that are going to have those 9 o'clock games. New York doesn't, but the 10.30 start, those are, those are kind of rarities when you think of it, um, especially when you're on the East Coast. You know, you might have to do some sort of time adjustment from East Coast to West Coast when you're playing an L.A., a Seattle, a Vancouver, a Portland, teams like that. But to play a 10.30 game um, in Florida on a, on a Thursday night is, is a little bit odd. Well, what kind of things in terms of staff and planning um, are you working – into the, the, the preseason mode, I'll say, to try and make sure that guys will be able to adjust to that come game day? Listen, I would say that on Saturday night, the mindset is we are at our best at 8 p.m. We're at our best in humidity, at, and per, at 8 o'clock is the perfect time for our game. And five days later, the mentality will be, for whatever reason, we are at our best at 10.30 at night. We've done the walkthrough at Red Bull Arena. We had an inter-squad scrimmage at 10.30. We felt like that, what, what was that like playing at night at that time? Into midnight, into the late night. We did it already. We had that. And because of it, we're at our best at 10.30 at night. That's the mindset. And in this camp and in our team, we don't make excuses. We don't blame. And we are pliable. We're a, we're a young team that, um, you know, we, 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 can, we can play a game in, 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 in my hotel room right here. We can figure it out. So I promise you that we, the guys will be ready for that. And it's, it's, there, are, there is preparation. There's some training sessions that we've done in the evening, and, and we've, done the, we've done the real thing at Red Bull Arena. Um, so we're more than comfortable. We, and, and we had guys that you wouldn't have thought – you wouldn't know what time the game is. It was no different. Coach, tell me a little bit about – training as it as it stands right now um has it been has it been staggered have you been training in the morning have you been training late in the evening I would imagine that mid chunk of the day when the heat and humidity is at its worst you're trying to avoid because you don't guys you don't want guys to get run down but um timing of training sessions and is it more of a preseason mentality in terms of what you're trying to accomplish or because you you had done that and, and the team and the staff had done such a good job of staying connected during the months of, let's say, March, April, May into June that you feel like you can kind of balance it um, in a little bit more of a, of a different way rather than just saying we've got to treat this as preseason and get guys back in shape. But we're, try, we're, we're being mindful of not missing steps along the way. Like so much of this is about Saturday night. So much of about is about the tournament. And then it's also about after the tournament. So we, we're being mindful of how we plan and how we think about the tournament and how we go after games, but keeping guys healthy and 
understanding that we've had limited training sessions. So you have to pick your poison. What, what will be the, the things that get us the results, but also move our team along. So as we plan for Atlanta, you know, we're trying to move the team forward from the last game we played against Salt Lake, you know, addressing some of the, the ways we can improve and, and, and keep, keep going with the things that we did really well. Um, but yeah, we've been training every morning and we're addressing this week like a normal buildup. The most important thing, and yeah, the, of course, we're a team that's together off the field and we believe we're on the same page tactically as well. But we have to send a team out there that's fresh come Saturday that can meet their, the demands of, of a game against Atlanta, that can meet the demands of a, a game in humidity in a high-level game um, with different pressures. So, yeah, I mean, tra- we're, we're training in, at 10.30 in the morning. It is humid. It is hot. Um, and that's been good. And it was in New Jersey. So in many ways, um, we've been acclimated along the way. So this week, it's about um, – the dose of uh, doses of of making sure we're, we're fresh for Saturday, that we're pushing the guys just enough, and that we're we're tactically preparing. We're tactically preparing for a team that we we know pretty well. You know, it is interesting when you think of it, Chris. You've, you you have the group games with Atlanta, Columbus, and Cincinnati. You just said it. A team that you know very well and have had great regular season success against. Um, does it make it easier to, to, I'll say, jump back in to the season knowing that right off the get-go, it's a team that there's mutual respect there, but there's also a good rivalry um, and, and, you know, a nice genuine dislike between the two teams to kind of get right back into it? Yeah, we have a lot of respect for Atlanta. They're, they're once again very well coached with Frank DeBoer and even with Tata, I mean, they, they, teams like that, you, you, we know they're, um, you, you can plan and, and, and prepare because you know what they're about, but you never quite know exactly which way they can come at you. Um, so, you know, Pitti Martinez and Barco, we know the player qualities, but is it in, in the, in the three in the back? Is it a four in the back? You don't know exactly how they, they, uh, their tactical plan on the day. So what we do know is they're a team based on possession and we're a team that can play against the ball and press and counter press. And so we oftentimes these two styles of play clash and it's oftentimes a really enjoyable game to see because it's two styles that go after it. Each one can challenge the other. They are very expensive. We're very narrow and compact. So this is, is, is great from a coaching perspective, but um, our plan, as, as you know, without getting into a plan, I think there's no secrets that, that the, the New York Red Bulls are. We're aggressive, we're high energy, and, and uh, we're very fit. And in a lot of ways, Coach, when you look at it, you'll have Columbus in the middle, then Cincinnati to finish up. Uh, the group stage, hopefully, obviously, uh, hoping to advance into the knockout round. Two teams that you also know very well, a Columbus team that you've had great games with over the last couple of years, a team that you saw in preseason, and a Cincinnati team that you already have um, a, a victory against in the 2020 season. Yeah, look, it's, it's, I, don't, I don't think um, many teams are sneaking up on other teams these days. You know, it's, I think if we're all – you know, know what, what, if we can, not that we have a crystal ball, but 
so much of these games are going to be about sticking together, you know, knowing that things will not be perfect, staying with it, being focused and, and committed to what we're trying to do in terms of a style of play and game plan. And, and then there's always going to be plays that make the difference at each end of the field. So can we do that? And, and then set pieces becomes important. All the things that win, all the things that win and lose your games has not changed throughout the years for me. It hasn't. Tactics have evolved. We've evolved as, as soccer people. And, but the things that determine the outcomes, we, we understand that. So we've worked hard at that. And, and again, sending out a team that's fearless and goes after it, that's, that's the most important thing for us come Saturday. You mentioned the roster being pretty fit, pretty healthy, um, everybody raring to go. The one roster change, obviously, from the last time that New York was on the field in that um, second week of March against Real Salt Lake, Josh Sims has gone back to England. Um, when you think of, of how things have either changed or stayed the same, who maybe has kind of popped out of, of coming out of this three-month layoff, essentially, looking sharp, looking good, um, and, and maybe even opening the coaching staff eyes a little bit more? Well, it's an interesting question, you know, because we've seen as Jason Pondant, the left back's come in, uh, Manny Egbo, the right back, who's come into the team, um, that what that has done is, is uh, you know, created an internal competition that is very strong. So all of a sudden, it's pushing Patrick Segrist differently. We've seen Tim Parker, Aaron Long now healthy for sure. Sean Nealis and uh, Amro, every, everyone's competing in, in, a, in a nice way. We're healthy and, and there's real competition. Um, there's competition in every position. So, you know, I think that we would say that it's, it's nice to see Kaku sharp and, and looking like himself. Um, his fitness level keeps, keeps getting better, but we see that, He's in a really good way, speaking a lot of English, like understanding the tactics more and more. Um, Flo Vallo is healthy and strong, so, and, and these guys keep getting sharper. So, yeah, I think that it's, it's a, there's no one really to point out, you know, because um, I'd say that there's, there's a, a lot of competition, but I think it's noteworthy that the, the new addition, you know, Jason Pondant, the left back, has is, is, uh, shown really well. Is it fair to say that a couple of days before July 11th, without naming anything specific, that the, the, there are still maybe some questions within that starting 11? Look, I, I'd say that we're comfortable right now with which, how we want to line up. Things change uh, a couple of knocks the other night when we played, and there's, 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 there's things that are close, but we, we're pretty clear at this point, and um, I think that's important too for the team to know that, we're, that we have – have have some good good ideas right now where things stand for Saturday. How about from a, a strategy standpoint, Chris? When you look at it, you've got the additional substitutions that you can make. What, what kind of a role do you think something like that, a, a rule change in, in essence, will play in a tournament like this? Well, it's important because it it, it gives you the chance to protect players a bit. You know, understanding the fitness levels and, and ninety minute fitness levels are not quite there yet so knowing your players and 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 who's where in their uh, in their individual level so that's a, an important thing for player safety and then from a tactical stand, standpoint um having the extra few subs is interesting because you know for us we feel that that uh 
we'll be able to interchange and, and, and not miss a beat in some spots. So, and we can still maintain our style of play, um, of playing, of pressing and, and counter pressing and high energy and, and really um, to meet the demands, especially in a, a against a team like Atlanta, where we know that they, they're a team that values possession and, and oftentimes it's time and space that they want. So can we take that away? You know, was thinking that the, when that announcement came up that you'd have the additional subs, thinking getting back into it, playing in heat, but knowing how, how Red Bull wants to play, the fast-paced, aggressive nature. The, my first thought, at least, was, wow, that's going to really help because you can, as you just said, you can keep guys fresh. You can look ahead a little bit. If, if a guy's tank is starting to empty in the 50th minute, maybe at this point of the season you might push him another 10, but now you, you almost don't have to. Um, and, and you should be able to sub a guy in and take somebody out and not lose any pace that you like to play at. It's true. That, that's one part of it, that, you, that to keep the certain pace of the game and, and, and if that's where you want to be in the game. You don't know the scoreline, certain things you don't know. But the other part of it is you'll have to manage the game. And with, with fresh legs or – different legs depends what you're looking to do there, you know, and, and we've talked a lot about momentum in games and shifts in momentum and how to manage that. So listen, without getting into all the things that we'll, we'll think about, but different players, whether you're looking a little bit more for a transition, what do you, are you still trying to control the game against the ball and by controlling spaces and, then it's a tactical guys who understand the tactical part of it a little better defensively. Are you thinking you need to, you need to control the, the game now with the possession a bit and to keep the ball and, 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 and give it a breather. There's different ways to control momentum and different players that can help you do that. And some that can help you do a few things at once. So the fact that you have the five subs, you know, it's, it can help in a few different ways um, depending how we want to play. Coach, it is really unique. Again, New York getting set for their first of the MLS is back tournament on uh, Saturday night, July 11th. They will take on Atlanta United at 8 o'clock. We'll have coverage for you on Red Bulls Radio, as we always do. We'll do a live pregame show. We'll do postgame stuff for you as well, all during the course of these group games. Does it make it different when the idea of this is the first three games will count towards the regular season, but then the goal is to continue in the tournament and actually win it? There's an additional um, money value that goes there, and there is a, a spot into the Champions League on the line for the next thing. Just thinking of, of a mentality standpoint, it's not let's go down and play a couple of regular season games. There's an end game in this whole tournament. It feels that way. That it's a it's the name right uh, MLS is back tournaments you have to you know the rules there's tiebreakers there's all these factors that you have to be thinking about in the knockout stages are you you know penalties so we know that it, it can go on and that's exciting it adds a little bit of excitement the type of urgency you normally have after eight months of playing has come early in the season it's, it's usually not like that. You'd like it to be there, but you can never duplicate the playoff feel in the NHL or MLS when, until it's there. Well, now we're, we're fast-forwarding right to every play matters type of thing. Every set piece is really, really important. You try to get players to always train that way, um, but this is, this is real now. So that's, kind of, that's exciting. Um, 
at the same time, we have to be smart knowing that, yeah, it's, it is the, these three games. Just, there's a lot more after that. So we have, to, we have to throw everything we have at this tournament. We take one game at a time. We always have aspirations and goals. We, 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 we want to win every game we have here. You know, that's the goal. Like we always, that's, but but we, we quickly get back to one game at a time. Let's see where we're at. We know where we need to get to. Let's keep chipping away and, and pushing individuals to, to, to improve and, and help each guy learn and, and, and keep getting better. And then how that fits into the team tactically and how we want to, how do we want to play? So this is always the fun challenge for, for a coach. It's always teaching, learning, competing, and then, you know, you roll it out and see where you're at. That game will always tell you, you think you're here. It's going to tell you, Oh, are you there? Are you here? And then you roll it out again. And that's, that's the, that's the beauty. I remember the first time that you and I talked leading into this 2020 season during preseason, um, it, it, right before you guys left for one of the preseason camps, we, we talked about the overall group and the mentality of it. And you used the word togetherness. It's a group that's together. It's a group that's bonded. Um, during all this, the couple of times that we have spoke, you've reinforced that. Now I think you've seen it on a couple of different levels. You've seen it with some of the, the social issues that have come to light over the course of the last couple of months. And you've also probably seen it in another preseason type setting, even though there's a tournament on the line with being in Florida and being together. Do you still have that same sense of this group of being together? I have more of a sense of it. I have more of a sense of, you know, we, we talked about togetherness back in January and February, that it felt something was brewing, something a bit different, 2020 New York Red Bulls. And then we went to preseason. And then we saw it, we got to feel what that was like. And, and, and then this energy was building about, yeah, there was a, we're playing well, we're coming together, we're hard to play against, we're, we're manufacturing goals, right? We're not just, the style of play will create goals for sure. But now we're also, you know, working on things that we, we see adding up and then the group keeps coming together after that. And then we, we quarantine and the pandemic strikes and then all of a sudden it's, you see the guys come together and bond through Zoom calls and Zoom workouts and, and looking after each other and checking in and they're having coffee talks where they're three guys at a time. And you saw a different type of um, bond going and different type of team forming. So and, and that kept building. And then they come back to the training, and now we, we have a good energy in the team. Of course, there's competitiveness, and we have guys that will naturally they won't be happy if they're not starting. Everyone wants to start, but the way guys, guys handle, handle that part of things and the competing and, and really competing, saying, whoa, the intensity in training and, and inter-squads, I think it's different. I've, I've understood it as a player. I'm coaching it now, and I see that, you know, I think we've always had that at, at the Red Bulls, and now I'm seeing it at a real high level again. And that's that's a sign of a good team. So, yeah, it's that's the same, Matt. It's the same um, as we talked about, and I've seen it another notch, another level. I always like to put you on the spot every once in a while during these conversations. Uh, so here's one for you. Which one of the coaching staff came back um, maybe not in the best shape. They haven't, they didn't keep themselves together over the course of the last couple of months. Man, that's a tough one. I would say, uh, they all look pretty fit to me. It's, it's, um, I'm wondering Dennis Hamlet, how did he, how did he look? Uh, 
If you had an extra spot on the roster, who who are you leaving? Who are you, who's going to get left off if there's only one spot? I mean, even Preston Burpa, our goalkeeper coach, had a, months ago like a, a little knee scope on his knee, but he's running now, and I don't know. C.J. Brown, I have to stay on top of, of of him. You know, he he likes to eat cookies and ice cream at night, and you know, he loves it. You know, but but he's I could I'd he'd make the roster, but he's. He's gets it, you know. He's on high alert. High alert. Coach, it's always good to talk uh, about games and looking forward to seeing how these first three get up and going. I'm sure we'll be able to catch up um, pregame, postgame stuff. Again, we'll have coverage for you with some video stuff on Red Bulls Radio, our normal tune-in radio channel. It's Atlanta, Columbus, Cincinnati, in that order. Uh, continued health and safety. You, your family. All the guys, players, and staff down there, their families as well. Can't wait to uh, um, talk soccer again. Looking forward to doing it. Looking forward to doing it with you over the course of the next couple of weeks. Same here, Matt. Thanks a lot. Good seeing you again. Good hearing from you again. And, and uh, yeah, we're going to go after it. For, for all you guys, for our supporters, yeah, that have, they're sticking with us, and we're, we're coming strong. Myself, Steve Jolly, we've got coverage for you again July 11th before the first game against Atlanta United. More details coming up about all of our coverage all during the course of covering the MLS's back tournament.